Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Welcome to the Morning Pod, featuring two very cheery and upbeat and enthusiastic hosts. <laughs> Welcome to Into the Enthusiasm Pod. Oh boy. <laughs> it's a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. <laughs> Where your local hosts try to muster up as much enthusiasm as they can for a book that's slowly going off the rails. Hold on, wait. Did you say hosts or hoes? That's a very important distinction. Well, I said hosts, but oh, okay. but I mean, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both are not incorrect. <laughs> so, but I stand by it. Whichever yeah. one I said. <laughs> oh, oh no. Cody, how are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I am great. How are you? Well, um, there's a heat wave going on in my neck mm. of the woods right now. And my response to that is, one, my body is shut down. Two, I have made a new website. Three, boing, boing, boing. <laughs> three, I have rebranded. <laughs> yep. And yep. Um, four, I have eaten a lot of popsicles. Whoa. So, That's, you know, honestly, success all across the board. Yeah. So I would it's say... It's like some really good shit happening here. <laughs> it's been... The heat has been uh, forcing me into a lot of action, I would say. <laughs> and now I finally understand what you were talking about, like, Five months ago. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And I don't like it. I want you to take it back. I, I listen. I don't. We are far away from each other. I don't think that's how that happened. Well, I mean, can you still anyway? I, no. Oh. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, all right then. I guess. I just. It's been so hazy and terrifying, but the nice thing is, is that the sunsets have been providing very Twilight-esque scenery, which is nice. As if you weren't already, like, in that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I live it on a daily basis, but, I mean, the covers have just been, like, manifesting themselves, and, like, it's just been a very wild experience for me to live in, so that's nice. So I've just been living part of my best life while also my asthmatic self is just like, (laughs) and just like dying inside. (laughs) Oh, God. It's been great, I guess. Wow. Yeah. You know, the usual. (laughs) We have so much Twilight news to cover. I know. I don't even want to like you do our usual dynamic banter because we it's like have a wild sentence. I know. <laughs> There's never been as much Twilight news as we have to cover this week that God. we have to like 
turn on our professional voices (laughs) (laughs) talk about shit um so first and foremost the one that was discussed yesterday topically for us hot off the presses just like (sighs) yes our queen our uh, love of, love of our lives. The moon. Case two. The, the human equivalent of the moon. <laughs> yes. Our wife. Case two. Uh, so apparently she did an, a legitimate feature in Bazaar and has all these photos. Like she was on the cover and like all these photos are legit and they're so pretty. But so because of that, she did like an interview with them. And then this other site was like, oh, let me take that interview and also make it my own article. Yes. Fun fact. Kristen Stewart can date men. And everyone fucking went wild. Yep. Bananas. Yep. Yes. So <laughs> I have been reblogging a lot of these photos on mm-hmm. our account because, hi, they're unbelievably well done. Oh, they're um, so good. Yes. As usual, she looks stunning. But the also, can we talk about the screen grab from um, Bazaar? It's such an old photo of her. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, this old photo, but then also the screen grab from Bazaar's Instagram because uh. 69 comments. <laughs> nice. Um, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So, anyway, this whole article is gross. Not necessarily yeah. Bazaar's because they had, did pull some stuff where Kristen Stewart's talking about some important things but like this breaking news article uh it's like whole everyone shut up Kristen stewart <laughs> is okay with dating men guys i guys everyone <laughs> yeah actually fun fact she banished all men after robert Pattinson. that was it you know and then she just you know went into a whole lot of lesbianism and then never to return again yep. <laughs> as if bisexual people don't exist right it's fine yeah although there's a solid fucking quote in this that she says <laughs> Some people know that they like grilled cheese and they'll eat it every day for the rest of their lives. I want to try everything. If I have grilled cheese once, I'm like, that was cool. What's next? It's a real human quote. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The I, love of my life. I I love case do. I love that case do compares romantic attraction to grilled cheese. Honestly, fucking same. <laughs> and I think that, you know, it's it's frustrating that if that analogy doesn't work you know like if that doesn't work for understanding romantic attraction um then you know what else you know how do you (laughs) how do you compare it to anything else um but yes so in breaking news sexuality and romantic attraction you know they can be fluid wow and bisexuality is a thing that exists so hi (laughs) (laughs) hi Uh, that's just important to get off the news and also case two as usual just rocking it always always yeah if it's never addressed by us just assume that that's the case (laughs) i would say (laughs) uh i don't know which one to do next i mean there's so many good ones (laughs) yeah i think we could just probably get the links out of the way. We did get this one last week about our pats, um, good old Robert Pattinson. This moody uh, bitch. <laughs> I know. So he's been kind of in the news a lot lately. I guess it's hard for us to say a lot lately because I get our <laughs> daily digest. Like I have Google alerts set up. In for- comparison to any other 
time of time ever. <laughs> yeah. But this one was sent to us, I would say, last week. Uh-huh. And the article is a Refinery29 article. And it was about the fact that the Twilight producers thought that our Pats is version of Edward Cullen was, quote, too sullen. (laughs) So. (laughs) I just, when reading this, I totally had it backwards, and I thought that, like, the Twilight people were like, oh, man, he's just, like, this really brooding dude. He's, like, serious, all this stuff. And our pets was like, hey, man, teenagers are just having fun. But, like, it's not. It was totally the opposite, which is wild because that means Robert Pattinson is literally Edward Cullen. Right. And the producers had no idea. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah, and we're just a happy dude. Like, ha- sorry, have... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I... Mm. I think my favorite thing about this whole article, and I guess it's... I wouldn't I wouldn't even call it an article. It's almost like a blurb, because it's not really yeah. that long. But yeah. um, is the quote that Twilight's producers thought he was being too serious in his role as a teenage vampire lusting after a human with a constantly clenched jaw. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, yeah, I can see where he got a little confused with that direction. <laughs> yeah. So, I get it, actually. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love the idea that they thought, like, this vampire who is so attracted to her blood and wants to kill her always should, should just be happy and friendly the whole time. Like, could you imagine his right. character but instead have the demeanor of, like, Daddy Malfoy instead. Oh, my God. That would be, like, serial killer ass. You know what I would fucking give for a fucking Daddy Malfoy, like, young Daddy Malfoy in high school spinoff series? Are you fucking kidding me? Holy Try to romance Charlie in Forks High? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, isn't that Teen Wolf? (laughs) Like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I (laughs) I mean, I don't... I haven't watched Teen Wolf in, like, a couple of years. I don't know. I watched maybe the first four episodes of the Damped Real Hard. <laughs> but so it's I, a bad television show, believe it or not. It went off the rails really quickly. Um, I bet. I bet. But, yeah, I I would love a young Daddy Malfoy and, like, a it's young Charlie. Want. Like, it's can you imagine? And, like, a young Billy who's just kind of, like, chilling. Who's just, like, over all of it. You know? Right. Oh. He's got, like, a decked-out wheelchair just going through the halls and just, like, killing it. Oh. 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 He uh. would be, like, he would be, like, Ned, you know, from the new Spider-Man, probably. Who's oh, just, like, yeah. incredibly intelligent, but just, like, over it, you know? <laughs> oh. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, this last link that we have. Good old Stephanie. Back oh, at it again. Always. Um, so she has... Thank you for the hard reporters at Teen Vogue for always just giving us that good content. Honestly, you know, Teen Vogue, life would not be the same without their hard work the past couple of years. Absolutely. So, and I'm, I'm, this sounds like I'm saying this sarcastically, but like genuinely, thank you, Teen no. Vogue. Yeah, um, always. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, thank you, except for me clicking on this link and being directed right to this fucking image. Oh, well. <laughs> of, of Edward in a tree, Bill looking up at him. I just wanted to forget. How could you ever forget? I also, just. It's, it's so fucked up. Um, I don't know what the v- version of. You know, like Disney bounding? Right. 
So I feel like I colon bound at all times oh. because my usual outfits are like blues and grays and purples right. all the time. So like literally I'm pretty sure that I wore an equivalent of Edward's outfit to class yesterday with like oh a blue like linen blouse and a light gray cardigan and like blue jeggings. Like wow. what the fuck? That's gross. <laughs> like, I hate this. Okay, anyway. So, this Teen Vogue article came out, like, a couple... No, like, last week. Where am I? Um, and it's all about Stephanie Meyer, and her name is spelled wrong. <laughs> that's oh, funny. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> I just realized that, so that's embarrassing for them and not me. Uh, how did this get by them? Um, Listen, I don't think anyone was really, really pressing the Twilight coverage. <laughs> They must not have realized that, like, I would read this, so that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, so it's all about Stephanie Meyer and the fact that she is coming to television next year for oh. The Rook. So that's exciting. And uh, it's based on a novel by Daniel O'Malley. Are we shocked? Are we shocked? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, a book to a book to film adaptation? No. Sorry, what? From Stephanie? Yes. Uh, is this from Ficklefish Films or is this just Stephanie going solo? Oh, I I think it's I think it's a Ficklefish Films thing. Yeah. Um, and so the main parts of this article though are just talking about Edward Cullen making a cameo. So they're not even talking about <laughs> Arpats making a cameo. They're just talking about just the fictional character Edward Cullen. Yeah. So they're just trying to see if like the Rook and the Twilight Universe are going to combine because. The Rook, I guess, is about, it seems kind of like a horror, like a kind of thriller environment, it seems like. Mm -hmm. So they're wanting it to combine with the Twilight universe, it seems like. Wow. Yikes. It's embarrassing. Absolutely. (laughs) But you know that when it comes out, we're going to have to talk about it, right? Oh, I just, I feel like if we tie ourselves to this fickle fish train, we're never going to be able to stop. Hey, I mean... <laughs> We're already in too deep, so. Oh. So, which of these asks would you like to discuss first? Uh, I mean, I feel like we can build up to. And that's one, what I'm thinking, right? You know, yeah, it's it's very important. So, I I want to shout out all of these folks who have been sending us asks on our Tumblr. Which mm-hmm. Cody so thankfully rebranded for us last episode. Yeah, if you um, want to check it out, it's into the Twilight Dutch show. Yes, so. I love getting them. They're so fantastic, especially because I know that Cody like never checks it, and absolutely so, not. <laughs> um, it it's a solid time before I get to like share them, which is so exciting. Yeah. So I'm not gonna invade on your safe space, okay, man. <laughs> I mean, it is our space. It's just... Uh, is it, though? Yes, it is. Mm. You have the login info, too. Don't don't try to kink shame me for something that's part of our brand. No, but, like, it's your baby, you know? It's true. It's I true. have nothing to do with this. It's true. Okay, so this person asked us some questions about the colons in school. And they were trying to talk about that if they had wanted to keep a low profile and stay some places longer, their question was, wouldn't it be better for the Cullens to say that they are homeschooled? 
mm-hmm. that this would account for their camping, that they could stay a bit younger that way, and no one would be the light- wiser since they would have less human interaction, and that Jasper wouldn't be in as much pain. Right. Uh, and they went on a little bit more to talk about like Ivy League schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... I thought that this was an interesting take. Yeah, I think homeschool is, like, the most sensible option here. Yes. But I feel like, especially in, like, 2006 and whatever, like, and even now, like, people have a very skewed perspective on what homeschool is. A lot of people think it's just, like, I don't know, not real school or, like, people who don't want to bring their kids to school and all this sort of stuff and have really negative opinions about it. Especially in media, like, I feel like it's kind of like that oh, it's that, like, loser kid who's, like, he's homeschooled, you know? Like, and that's kind of dangerous. And, like, that probably, it just, like, Edward would have been cool if he was homeschooled. You know what I mean? From Stephanie's perspective? Yes. Yeah, I think even though Esme is supposed to be, like, the stay-at-home, like, aunt figure, like, mom figure, Mm -hmm. um, and it it would have been plausible for their family, I still think that it would have portrayed them in the, like, weird outcast light that homeschooling often does in our society Mm -hmm. which is not acceptable i don't i don't support that at all um but yeah i think that obviously for this story to work it Mm -hmm. required them to be interacting with the other five people in the high school right (laughs) (laughs) um and causing that kind of intrigue even though they were still kind of outcasts in that social circle but obviously like if this was like real life and you were trying to survive it would make more not you know based on a plot yes yeah i think like a if it was like nowadays you would do a homeschool or an online school those kinds of things (laughs) yes um and then so i like that idea um okay so last but here it is certainly not least And this is why you do miss out on some gems. Could you do me the honor of reading this question, please? Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Thought you all would appreciate this. I've gotten multiple texts meant for someone else who was one digit away from my phone number. Usually not a problem. People correct it when I tell them. But she has one coworker who doesn't understand wrong number and has sent several pictures of his dick on the cover of Twilight. There's no real content here, but I just had to share that there's someone out there using Twilight as a major part of their dick pic game. Thanks for doing the show. (laughs) I have transcended. I have just become a star. I just... This is all that I've ever wanted from this podcast, and I didn't even know it. I have so many questions. (laughs) And I've never been happier. And I... One, and, and as I told this person, unsolicited dick pics, not cool. No, never. I'm thankful that this person kind of took it in stride. And, you know, that one of their first reactions was, oh, hey, I have two people that I think they would find this funny. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I just, wow, I want to know the context of this. You know, like, I love that I don't know because I do think that it makes it funnier. But like, yes. What was the what was the person thinking of like, hey, I know what's really gonna get this recipient going is like my dick on a Twilight cover. <laughs> like Hell yeah. Think of this sparkly one, you know? Like Oh no. Oh god. And like 
I sure hope that that was not a library book. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because on that good Christian novel, that's all I'm saying. I want to thank the good and hardworking librarians of this country and everywhere. Honestly. For possibly having to deal with just, you know, dicks on their books, you know? I have a couple of friends who are in the process of becoming, like, librarians right now. And they are doing the Lord's work. Because yeah. everybody's always like, oh, yeah, I love books. I want to be a librarian. It's like, that's that's some hard shit right there. Yeah, dude. So, yes. Every librarian, every future librarian shouts out to you that's important work and we need them those are things that are very important because how else would we get twilight so oh my god (laughs) i love this ask um even if the context of it was a little bit initially sketchy but uh, these are the things that we need in life so (laughs) (laughs) um and it's important to start off a little bit of a laughter getting into the context for this week yeah. Yes. So, <sighs> chapters 17 and 18. Yep. They're a little bit better than last week. Like, marginally better. <laughs> marginally better is is anything better. I don't know that we have any distinct content warnings for this no. week, which makes it a little bit easier for us. Yeah. So that's nice. But <laughs> chapter 17 of Alliance. So as we left off, last week Bella was getting out of the car with Charlie to go to the graduation party Mm -hmm. and so we start off right there this week and Cody yeah I I really need to share this with you when this chapter starts and we get Edward kind of like appearing out of nowhere Yep. And kissing Bella. And we get these descriptions of, quote, this kiss frightened me. Nothing gets me hotter. Oh, my God. Than when Bella describes Edward kissing her in a way that uses words like tension Ooh. and frightening, Ooh. frightening her and, you know, like pain. Yeah. You know, things that, you know, have the connotation of just not consensual it's just like wow this is a great novel for young adults yeah like really impressionable young people (sighs) very good really great way to start this chapter stephanie Mm -hmm. thank you so that's great this is a really good mood to start this off with Especially when she just continues with some ableist language about this party that she hasn't even gone into yet. Yeah. So, great. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Though, I do have to say that her mood about going into this party is a definite one. Oh, yeah. She's just over it. Well, she's been over it since it was planned like a month ago. She's just been like, I don't want, I don't want this. And Alice is like, see, I hear you, but I want this. Yes. I like parties. So, yes, that's true. Why don't you take one for the fucking team, Bella? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, please yes. no. I just want to sleep. Yes. Can we talk about Alice's outfit for this party, though? <sighs> Fuck, dude. Because... I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Like, sequin tank top, red leather pants. Very good. And the fact that in the house, there's pulsing red and purple lights. So, she's like... <laughs> 
a glittering like disco ball fairy. Yeah, it's very good. What a look. It's also such a, a weird mood for a party for like teens. It's like cool these like dark red lights. <laughs> yeah. Let's make everybody look like a bouncing blood ball, you know? Yeah, very. That's very good. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so everybody is slowly preparing for this and Bella is just like moaning and groaning as she usually is mm-hmm. and nothing surprises me more and by surprises I mean not surprises me at all than Edward just refusing to let Bella go anywhere unattended throughout this house before yep. anyone has even gotten there yeah and she says even that he's quote dragging her along with him so wow which also like constant metaphor to how she feels that he's dragging her along all the time just as as in a relationship yes yeah it's great so they're discussing a little bit about her epiphany of the involvement of the newborns Mm -hmm. but then of course the doorbell rings so saved by the bell once again thank you stephanie and it's the first carload of everyone and that, of course, includes Jessica. Yes. And fuck Mike Newton. Yep. And Lauren. So here's my discussion point for you. Yes. Where do Jessica and Lauren go in this house to make out? <laughs> I mean, it's so easy, right? Because it's not like any of the vampires like need their rooms or like beds right. to sleep in. What if they just fucking go in Edward's room that has a bed now, and they just, like, fucking have fun, and they just live their dreams? Those nice fucking windows? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Well, that's what I'm thinking, though, you know, because everybody, especially as we will get onto later in this chapter, is exceedingly distracted. Yeah. In this moment, too. And so, you know that Lauren, even though she's interested in this house, like, would... Well, actually, because of the fact that she's interested in this house, would probably go upstairs and look around. And Jessica would follow Lauren and would probably just be like, well, I mean, since we're here. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) as well, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's bound to happen is what I'm saying. It's very good. It's already happened. It's good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that's great is all I'm saying. So, oh, also, we need to talk about the fact that Emmett is low-key intimidating everybody that's there. I love it so much. He just can't help it. He's just a big boy, you know? I know. I know. (laughs) But my favorite part is, so when he's over by the food, he's with Fuck Mike Newton. Yep. And... (laughs) um there's this part where it says um quote i saw emmett grin at mike over the food table the red lights gleaming off his teeth and watched mike take an automatic step back (laughs) so (laughs) i love it all i can imagine is this big hulking bear of a man (laughs) and the red lights in this room pulsing and just all i can see is them just like gleaming in some fuck Mike Newton's eyes and him just being like well uh gotta go change my underwear (laughs) like so that's great I love it a lot the thing about this 
is, I mean, it's mostly filler, right? It's basically just a way for there to be a lot of people and chaos going on in the house. The one thing that I did want to mention, though, is we get a lot of this, I don't know, backstory mentioning whatever of Edward not letting go of Bella's side. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of that first quiz that we took, I guess, 37 weeks ago. Um, One of the first quizzes that we took about, like, you and your beau are at a party. Do you want to, like, be with your friend or have him be with you at your side all night long? Um, I don't know why, but, like, when I was reading this, it it reminded me of that part because that's literally what he does this whole time. Yeah. he doesn't let her go hang out with her friends in what she assumes is going to be her last time kind of seeing them. Right. So rather than her hanging out with Angela and Ben, she's having to kind of be dragged along with Edward this whole time. Great. Thank you, Edward. Thanks. Thank you. Healthy relationships. Yeah. So, in the middle of her talking with Jessica, we see Alice kind of panic a little bit. And, of course, the only time that ever happens is when she's having a vision. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is because... Wolf boys! (laughs) Yes. And this is when things simultaneously get gross and interesting yes okay <laughs> the stephanie meyer story <laughs> literally all everything she's ever written yes so it's not just jake he's brought along his best friends too mm. so we get quill and we get Embry. the thing that is really sad about this too is so quill and Embry are like terrified right so we even know that it says that Embry's hand is like shaking yeah. as he's holding the door he is like, does not want to be here at all. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and we can assume it's because of all of the vampires, but maybe he's just really introverted. <laughs> <laughs> maybe and he just doesn't like parties, okay? It's fine. It just <laughs> Maybe the red lights are just really not his thing right now. And that's okay. <laughs> maybe he just wanted to stay home and watch Netflix, but Jacob made him go out and he's just not feeling it. Maybe he's just really starting to resonate with Teen Wolf and the new episode was on and the fact that Jacob pulled him away is just really bothering him right now. <laughs> Finally, I can I, I feel seen on this television show. <laughs> <sighs> hey, there's something for everybody, right? <laughs> Listen, um, you know, sometimes you're just a teenage wolf, you know, and you just can't. Something to cling on to. <laughs> it's fine. It's oh my god. So, here's the thing. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. Jake. <laughs> Sir. He needs to stop touching Bella. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. It's a solid, it's a solid benchmark. <laughs> In, until Bella tells him that it's okay for him to touch her, or she asks him to touch her, uh-huh. he needs to just not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he keeps touching her, <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps thinking that that's okay, 
And it's very much not. Yep. <laughs> Even as she says here, like, in case my right hook was too subtle for you, let me translate. That was me uninviting you. <laughs> like, what a fucking power play. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Bella, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for saying that. Yes, Thank you. Thanks. Good job. Also, like... But then she I'm doesn't just... proceed to uninvite them, and they just kind of oh, stay yeah. there. So, you know, maybe not not great. Hey, it's fine. she got a good... Baby steps, she... baby steps. Yeah, she got a good word in. She, she got did. a good quip in, so I'm proud of her. Yeah, I... Jacob... <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> I <Jacob>. just... <laughs> I, I love that he thinks that he can just tell her, like, just don't be a poor sport about this. I got you a graduation present, so everything is fine. And that that would automatically dissolve everything that he's done in this situation. Yeah, you know. I What I really wish would have happened is him saying that and both Quill and Embry simultaneously smacking the shit out of him. And been like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> and also, my Jacob, the Jacob that... <laughs> has sisters older sisters Mm -hmm. would not okay i need to (sighs) (sighs) i'm about to get riled the fuck up and i need to not do that (laughs) um okay anyway but bella tells him like just take it back to the store jacob i don't give a shit (laughs) you know what i I don't give a fuck okay i hope you kept your receipt jacob (laughs) 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 i hope it's still within the 30-day timeline jacob (laughs) hope it didn't take off the fucking tag jacob (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't give a fuck what's in there. I don't give a fuck. And then things get really bad because he touches her again. Yep. It's not good. Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> Jake. Uh, like he literally takes his hand, puts it under her chin, and pulls her face up to look at him. In what world? Would that be acceptable behavior to do to someone, like, near your age? Like, you're equal. No, is a thing. Yeah, there it is. <sighs> and she tries to tell him to, keep your hands to yourself, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. And he's still telling her to be nice. Yeah, he, he does all this bullshit that's like, man, I'm sorry I kissed you. But then also is like... I'm sorry that I, I thought that it was good for me to kiss you and not that I actually did it. And I was like backhanded, like backwards apologies that don't really put him in the blame at all and don't have him, you know, learning or anything. Yeah, he does the, the language of like, I'm sorry you felt that Yeah, way. absolutely. A hundred percent. And not the, the actual language of like, my actions had an impact kind right. of thing. Um but anyway, so they finally get to the point where he gives her the gift. And it's so, it's so egotistical. It's a, it's a bracelet, but the actual gift is that he's carved a figurine of a, a miniature wolf um, that looks just like him in his wolf form. And my favorite part of it, though, is that once he gives her the, the package... She thinks that the package itself is the gift. Yeah. Oh my. Again. Didn't this happen before? With the fucking it envelope? Did. Yep. Why is she so amused by packaging? <laughs> I mean, same, Bella, but also. Right, but it's like, also not a gift. <laughs> wow, this yeah. fucking, like, envelope? That's so sweet of you. Oh my god. I didn't. <laughs> like, no, Bella. <laughs> Jesus. Just fucking open it. 
Yeah, Jesus is inside, Bella. Open it up. <laughs> yes. So, it's a very interesting moment, I guess. I don't... At this point, I'm just kind of like, Stephanie, please stop ruining the character that I loved. <laughs> you trashed him up. Please stop. Um, yeah. But we finally get to the point where we can learn a little bit more about Alice. So, we finally get to that point. Um, I... I'm kind of over the point where Jacob calls all of the vampires bloodsuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's getting old real fast. Yes. So we find out, and I don't know, I guess the point about all of this, too, is that... <laughs> so there's chaos, right? Yep. Like, Stephanie sets this up intentionally so that there's a party going on and there's all this chaos happening, but there's supposed to be this conversation happening you know like all of these normal people <laughs> don't realize that there's vampires and werewolves ha- like having this conversation in the other room right yeah and so then we get alice finally kind of having i don't know i don't know how to transition to this point because stephanie like switches the flip <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden we get this conversation between Jacob and Bella being like, oh yeah, bracelet, super cute. And then all of a sudden, like, Jacob and Jasper are, like, almost fighting. And it happens, like, there is, like, almost no transition there. How it happens is that Alice kind of comes downstairs and the boys are still interested in hearing the conversation because they know that Alice's vision most likely has something to do with the all of the issues that are happening in the town. So they're coming down there as well too and Jacob makes the mistake of trying to stop Alice from taking Bella from her Mm. and as Jacob learns quickly um you don't touch Alice no uh (laughs) so as soon as he touches Alice and she says excuse me Jasper <laughs> um, appears, quote, quite literally out of nowhere. Uh. And he apparently appears out of nowhere and was standing on the other side of Jake's arm and was supposed to be looking terrifying. So <laughs> um, Jacob learns quite quickly to just pull his arm back um, <laughs> and just not touch Alice anymore and it's important to keep in mind so Jacob is supposed to be like seven feet tall yep and as it was described I think in the first book Alice is 411 I think so just imagine the height difference (laughs) like this tree is touching this like pixie (laughs) you know and like trying to stop her and then just like him touching her with his one finger, and then all of a sudden, Jasper, the 17-year-old grandpa, <laughs> comes in and is like, hey, hey, sorry. Hi, um, sorry, hey, I saw you, hi, uh, we have a fucking problem here. <laughs> he has his cane just for, like, aesthetics, just like, hey, sorry, what? Hi. What are you doing? <laughs> but then it actually gets serious really quick, because Alice finally explains what's going on. The decision has been made that the newborns are going to be coming to Forks instead of 
them going up to Seattle to meet them there. Dun-dun-dun. Mm. Uh, it's supposed to be dramatic, I think, but it doesn't end up being... Oh, well, I guess it does end up being dramatic because Bella, like, dies. Loses her goddamn mind. Yeah. And that's, I guess, important to remember here um, because, as usual, once this happens, Bella starts freaking out and having a lot of anxiety and nobody really acknowledges that Mm -hmm. so alice tells everyone because of course now the three wolf boys are very concerned because they don't understand really what's going on so alice explains that it's the newborns that they're coming for bella and that's really all they know they decide to eventually make a plan and once the wolf boys are like well we want in on this bella starts to lose it but her anxiety levels up a little bit more from there and once she tries to explain to Alice of course that if this happens and they the wolf boys join in they're gonna die Jacob Quill and Embry's response is just to laugh at that mm-hmm. which in their character makes a lot of sense yeah. because they're young and they're boys and if they're faced with danger of course they're gonna laugh at it mm-hmm. however to Bella's mind you have just invalidated her anxiety for your safety. Yeah. So I don't want to say that their response is wrong because it's very in character for them. Yeah. So I think that Stephanie got that right. However, nobody is helping Bella. No, absolutely not. And that is the problem. And also, it should be noted that throughout this whole party, Edward was by her side where <laughs> yeah a convenient time to dip actually um yeah hmm. where is he throughout all of this um but yes so they finally end up during the end of this chapter talking about a, a plan for the wolves to join in and help them against these newborns and the chapter ends with Jacob telling Bella, don't be ridiculous, Bells. You're giving me a much better gift than the one I gave you. And he's referring to the fact that, you know, of course, the wolves helping out the Cullen clan for this. Right. And the last line being, quote, I watched helplessly as Jacob disappeared. So throughout all of this, they're planning. And you have to imagine, right, with how quickly they all talk, this has happened in what, like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. or something? You know, like it's not... It's not a lot. And Bella's mind is racing to try and understand this, but nobody is helping her throughout it. So we're back to square one with Bella's trauma. And that's how the chapter ends. Great. Great. (laughs) Yeah. So chapter 18. Instruction. Instruction. Bella is very over the party. Yep. Um, But thankfully now it's done. Thank God. We do get a little bit of information on the Colons trying to soothe Bella, but it seems more so like accomplishments for getting through the party and less about like, hey, let's validate the fact that this is all going to be okay Mm. kind of thing. So we get the like obligatory paragraph of the Colons all doing their rounds without Rosalie, of course. Yeah. Uh, So that's interesting i guess but the thing to note is 
her saying, quote, it was already too much that I would have to allow that. It already felt like it was more than I could bear before adding in Jacob to all of this. Yeah. Once she gets home, though, um, I thought that it was cute that she had to help Charlie get upstairs. Oh. That, like, he had fallen asleep downstairs kind of waiting for her. Baby. Um, but it was also I like, I need to get him in his room, so if I walk out the front door again in three hours, he won't know. <laughs> yeah, it was very kind of sneaky of her. But it was like. very cute. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that it was it was very stereotypical, like, this is my daughter's kind of, like, last hurrah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and, like, wait up for her. But, of course, I'm, like, tuckered out because I had to go be extroverted for a little bit today. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. But yeah, so she tries to relax for a little bit because they're going to go sleep. Well, she's going to sleep for a little bit before they meet up with the wolves later Mm. to practice. My thing that I loved about this and like the most Virgo part about all this is when Edward's like, please relax. And she says, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fucking mood. (laughs) Yep. I loved that. It's like, yeah, I'll look into it, actually. I'll, you know, I'll think about it. (laughs) Yeah, I will set that in the queue. Thank you. The team will get onto that. We'll figure it out. We'll see if that's in the schedule. Um. Yeah. The paragraph that killed me, though, was this one about the people that she loves getting hurt. Uh And the fact that she says that they're all going to get hurt because of her again. And this is so... Hashtag God. (laughs) because of Bella. She's blaming herself for this again. And she even says that she feels like yelling up at the sky. Um, Quote, it's me you want over here, just me. (sighs) So it's just, it makes me so upset that, you know, this is her self-sacrificing coming back again. You know, she doesn't want anyone to blame her for everything that's going on. She'd rather just deal with it herself before it gets to that point right Mm -hmm. and it just makes me sad because i want i want those people to be there and validate her experiences yeah so it's just it's just frustrating hashtag yawn oh my god stephanie so anyway they wake up well she wakes up and they go to this little training hoorah that they're gonna do and where is it at cody the baseball field, aka the Muse Field, aka the Muse Field. You know. So the important thing to keep in mind about this scene is: Do you remember the iconic GIF that we use oh. of Kristen Stewart oh. patting Taylor Lautner's head in the CGI outfit that he's wearing? Of course, I do. I, that, okay. I close my eyes and that gif is haunting my nightmares. <laughs> it's the worst okay. thing I've ever seen. Okay, so that is from this scene. So that's important to keep in mind. I love it. Um, uh, <laughs> so during the scene, Edward is acting like the liaison between all of the wolf pack and all of the Cullens. Hashtag cough. And this is such a 
a Gemini thing to do, honestly. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> like, I know it's because of his powers, but also just being, like, I want in on everything that's happening right now. Hi. What's um, <laughs> that tea? Yeah, so I just, I don't know. I loved that. It made a lot of sense for his character to me. So we get some more backstory on that as well. Yeah. What I did think that was important is Bella's conclusions here as well when she's talking with Edward. Yeah. She, as usual, Bella, once she's able to, and maybe not even when she's able to relax, when she's under stress. When is she relaxed? <laughs> I, I know. No. Uh, Virgo, Sorry? Virgos are what? never. No. <laughs> Virgos are never relaxed. But when she's under stress like this, she strategizes really well. Like yeah. she's able to figure out what the other side is mm-hmm. thinking really well. Oh my god. And Her pertinacity so, defining things or being able to figure things out under pressure and do things under pressure is ridiculous. Yeah, it's goals, honestly. But I love that she is able to discuss and kind of work out this theory of how the Volturi and Victoria and the newborns, they're all connected. So yeah. it's fantastic and important. And so she ends up sharing that with Edward, and then, of course, it's shared with everybody else, too. Once they get into the clearing with everybody there, Edward works as the translator, I guess, between the Colons and the wolves, and they kind of explain everything that's going on there. They find out that the pack, of course, has grown, so there's ten of them now, uh, which is a big deal. <laughs> Carlisle introduces himself to the pack and then he introduces his son, Jasper, which makes me emotional. Um, (laughs) Yes. We find out some general information, um, but Jasper gives them some battle strategies. So it's important to remember for newborns to not let their arms get around you and to not go for the obvious kill. And then my favorite part about this chapter is them actually foe fighting each other. So Jasper fighting with Emmett and Emmett just like loving every single (laughs) of it. This is his dream. Just everyone fighting. He's so happy. Yeah, I love it. And then I, I did love though that Jasper is really cognizant of Bella's anxiety Mm -hmm. and is able to kind of faux fight with Alice in order to kind of calm Bella's anxiety about that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. So she's able to see Alice fight to be able to understand a little bit more about her skills there, which I thought was really cool. And then she's able to see Edward fight too, which I think really got her gears going. God. Oh my God. (laughs) She was absolutely masturbating, right? She was just like, fuck. <laughs> or like, I'll keep this for later. I'll keep this image in my head. I'll keep it there. It was just so... It was so Just him, like, punching a rock. It's like her ultimate fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just... That was, I think, the most embarrassing thing to read ever. Yeah, it was... Ugh, not great. It's basically just a lot of that before the pack decides to leave. They have to, of course, smell everybody. (laughs) And as they do that, Jacob is there. And he, of course, has to smell Bella, which was nasty. And that, of course, ends up with him licking her face, which was weird. Jacob, I told you to stop touching Bella. (laughs) Please stop. With your mouth, especially. (laughs) Yeah. God, um, stop it. And they end up, like, laughing with each other. And 
Stephanie makes a point to make sure that we know that Edward was like on edge and clearly disappointed. Mm-hmm. And Sam was, looked unhappy with this interaction that they have with each other. Yeah. Um, I do love how she, like, brings it out a bit. And, like, everyone is just staring at them being like, God, what? Stop. I know. <laughs> it's like I've never what? felt, I've never related to anyone in this novel before than just all of us experiencing that together. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Everybody just has their hands covering their eyes. Just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> God. Uh, yes, yeah, so Jacob and Edward are having this conversation about Bella while Bella is still there. Are we shocked? Um, <laughs> no, never. Ugh, um, and it's all the planning for what's going to happen on the day when the newborns come. Yeah. Which they're referring to as the battle because Stephanie has no chill. No. Uh, <laughs> so Jacob says, I just want to know what he plans to do with you during the fight. And... Bella even says, do with me? And it's like, same, Bella. (laughs) (laughs) So that's essentially how the rest of this chapter goes, is they're trying to decide, and they come to the conclusion that Jacob is going to carry her around to mask her scent. Mm. Um, Jacob, I told you to stop touching Bella. (laughs) I I thought we had a deal here. (laughs) Why aren't you listening to me? (laughs) But they have a lot of nasty, like, conversations about scent and smell and stuff especially because edward says you're going to have to let him carry you bella Mm -hmm. and like there's no asking to make sure that that's okay and her response is it just says i frowned and i was like same cool (laughs) me too like thank you so much edward when you literally told jacob that you were going to kill him if he touched her without her consent and now you're just telling Bella what is okay or not okay now that's great thank you for Super that chill thank you yeah so they find out that like during the end of the chapter that Seth my baby Seth my Seth. son um is going to work as their liaison during the battle so that he can stay out of the fighting but still stay safe baby and it's kind of perfect no Seth. <sighs> yes. Seth, my son. My sweet shining son. <sighs> the only good thing in this world. Yes, correct. Yes. <sighs> so that is chapters fucking 17 and 18. <laughs> there it is. One <sighs> for the books. <sighs> yep. They end on a temporary truce, I guess. I get, yeah, the, how long would that last? Yeah. So next week is chapters 19 and 20. Selfish and compromise. Boy, boy. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Do we yep. have a fan fiction? Yes. So <laughs> I asked for one, and of course, you all came through. Y'all delivered. And by, by you all, I mean just one of you. Um, our lovely friend Joni, our Coachella for Bees. Ah, uh, um, Coachella for Bees. <laughs> Coachella for Bees <laughs> um, came in clutch. And they sent us um, a fan fiction that apparently is, like, classic in the fandom. Oh. And it's, like, wild and amazing. I love it. So it's called Family Therapy Colon Style. And it was written by VJGM. Great. And it was published on November 10th, 2007. Great. 
So instead of reading the summary that the author wrote, I thought that it'd be kind of funnier to read Joni's summary. Sure. It says, just to sprinkle in a little bit of context, though, the whole fic is them discussing their family problems with this therapist. But because so many of the issues they're having revolve around them being vampires, they keep referring to themselves as vegetarians to the human therapist. Resulting in this dream sequence that I will never be able to get over for the rest of my life. This is so important. (laughs) (laughs) So... Coachella for Bees sent me the last chapter. Cool. So I'm reading an excerpt from this. And honestly, Cody, this is this is important. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I do I need to sing a scale. <laughs> like this is so important. <laughs> My voice has to be perfect for this reading. <laughs> I've never cared about anything more in my whole life. Oh okay. My All right. I turn to my left to look for help only to find my fellow Union soldier, Emmett, fondling a young woman against an apple tree. I turned to my right, screaming for help, and was startled when my call was answered by a shirtless Carlisle, armed and ready to save Bella. Just before we charged Jasper, Edward arrived carrying a large basket of vegetables that he began handing out to each of the Cullens, one by one. Carlisle took a tomato, bit into it deeply, and sucked the juices from it, some of which trickled down his skin and onto its bare chest. Emmett and the young woman who I could now see was Rosalie fed each other peas and green beans alluringly in the shade. Edward went on to hand Jasper a huge eggplant, which he quickly devoured, and then another before he released Bella. (laughs) Thrilled to be free, Bella crashed into Edward's arms and sobbed tears of joy. He very gently held her until her cries died down. When they pulled apart, Bella began to eye the remaining vegetables in Edward's basket and then proceeded to hold out her hand. <laughs> May I please have an artichoke? Her voice was sweet and gentle as she took a step towards Edward, waiting for his response. You don't want to do that, Bella, Edward snapped. I could see the stubbornness take over Bella's delicate features. Yes, I do, Edward. Give me the damn artichoke. It is my decision, not yours. And she lunged for the spiny-leaved veggie. I will not allow for you to hurt yourself this way. This is for your own good, Bella. No vegetables for you. It will only end up hurting you in the end, and I will not be responsible for you losing your life, Edward screamed at her. I will not take it anymore. The arguing, the bickering, the endless nonsense about becoming a vegetarian. My head was spinning. Finally, I stepped to the top of the hill and shouted at the top of my lungs, People, they are just fucking vegetables. She won't die becoming a vegetarian. Get a grip. All of the colons turned in surprise and then slowly started walking towards me, their fangs glistening in the sunlight. Wait, fangs? Vampires, I screamed out in bed. I woke from the dream in a cold sweat, my heart thundering in my chest. And scene. Ah! This is the greatest day of my life. Get a grip! Get a grip! Edward, can I please have an artichoke? y'all. 
Oh, hi there. Guess you stole Cody's mic and took over the end credits. This is an Earbud Media production. You can check out the network's Twitter at Earbud Media. And while you're doing that, why don't you follow us everywhere at Into the Twilight? Since you're doing that, why don't you just go ahead and check out our Patreon? It's patreon.com slash into the twilight. As little as a dollar a month, you can get some cool things like pins and books, help us do cool things like live streams. You can always help us out for free with rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcast. Our amazing artwork was done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at your ghost host 44. Our fantastic music was done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at KraussFilms.com. The intro and outro of our podcast is done by KB Smith, who you can find at KB underscore Smith. You can find Cody everywhere online at Cody Captures, and you can find me now everywhere at Into Wild Places. You stayed until the end. Check you out. Good job. And we will check back with you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, John? I just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording Monday. Yes. Uh, what are we recording for? Oh, it's our new podcast. Our podcast. The, the, the Strange Little People one, Strange right? Little People, yeah. Yeah, the one on Earbud Media Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can listen to it. The one that we update every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, dude. When we have new guests all the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, and we talk about current events and stuff. People should listen to it, right? Uh, like, yeah. It's really cool. I think people would like it. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but I, mean, I hope you would. Did you put out the ad yet? The uh, flyers? Yeah, I, I'm doing it right now. As we speak. No, you're sitting down. You're no, not... no, this is happening right now as we speak. John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week.